Another edition here of We Talk Fantasy, double edition in October. Hello, welcome. Getting ready for week four action here. Before we give you the waiver wire pickups, the week four breakouts, a little star sitter cut. As you can hear, it's a little busy in all our houses here on the weekend. We got to tell you about our friends here at Johnstone Supply in Troy that make this show possible. The fall is here. The cooler weather is coming. How are you going to keep your home heated? Johnstone Supply in Troy is going to help you. 518-272-5922 is the number. 518 518- Two seven two five nine two two, Johnstone Supply Troy and Y on Facebook, where they can help you find exactly what you're looking for, whatever it is. So many people in their homes, they think they've got it covered. They think they know what they're doing. Work with the experts. George and his crew will make sure your house is heated properly for the colder weather on the way. All it takes is one call, one Facebook comment, or even a visit at Sixth Avenue Troy for them to help you figure out all the problems you may have and save that number for a friend, family member, whoever it might be needs that help family owned business george has been doing it for decades across the capital region now we can help you wherever you're listening one more time for the number 518-272-5922 it's johnstone supply in troy sixth avenue in this fall to help you keep your house safe all right boys and girls children of all ages as degeneration x used to say we have this edition uh, I kind of want to start with the waiver wire, if you guys don't mind here, because it's been an interesting world. We teased it. If you're listening back to back episodes here on our audio side, we appreciate you. Ray Ray, I'm going to send it over to you. I know you teased in episode one, the waiver wire in October. I'll use the adjective interesting. This may be the way we'll describe what we're looking at here for players. You might want to add to your starting lineups. Yeah. Interesting is putting it quite nicely. I think you're going to say, guys, um, as we keep say here recording on Saturday, um, there's one, there's one name out there right now in, in a lot of leagues. Um, he's only owned in 21 and a half percent of leagues, um, that I think is worth, uh, possibly grab, taking a grab on. Um, don't look at last week's performance against the New York Jets as anything to panic about, but Hayden Hurst is slowly, um, showing that he could be a, a viable tight end, um, for you. If you're struggling in that tight end position that we have nothing but bad things to talk about, unless you own a Travis Kelsey or a Mark Andrews. Um, Hayden Hurst uh, continues to get targets, continues to be a red zone target for um, for Joey B. Uh, I believe he has now four four uh, red zone targets out of um, out of his all oh, 21 targets. So Hayden Hurst is also getting getting the targets in the target share there. Um, let, this current week in Miami, he was three for four for 27 and a touchdown. Um, and before that, he had eight targets and seven targets. The Jets game, he only had two targets, but. Um, Hayden Hurst is one of those guys that you might be able to um, go and grab and and be able to have a viable tight end option. If, if you're looking for that ability to get somebody uh, to help you out, he might be a guy that you can go after. Um, as we sit here on a Saturday, too, um, we've learned of a ton of injury news. And I think one that is going to be um, potential value for you is adding one of these two guys. Uh, Josh Reynolds, I think, is my number one. Um, and then possibly uh, Khalif Raymond. So uh, Amon is now officially out for the week. Um, and Josh Reynolds had a game last week. Not too much from the, the t- term of, of points, but he had a total of 10 targets last week. Um, so Josh Reynolds is seeing a little a slight uptick in production. Um, and Detroit has been making it known that they want to throw the ball. Um, with Swift being out more than likely as well, does that mean they need to air it out more? Um who knows, but I think Josh Reynolds is a very possible flex play this week, um, knowing what the Lions have been able to do on uh, through the air. Um, and like I said, that might also open up some stuff for Khalif Raymond. He might be one that you 
throw on the bench. He's actually having one of those DeAndre Carter-esque roles where everybody's sitting there saying, oh, this person and this person's going to pop off for the Chargers with Keenan Allen out. Well, Khalif Raymond might step into that role and everybody's like, who the heck is this kid? And let him run a little free in the first couple of games, not knowing exactly what he's going to give you. So if you're in a little bit of a pickle um, and you want to grab a wide receiver that you need to start with the, with the injuries of St. Brown and Keenan Allen, um, I think Josh Reynolds is probably that top option for you if you don't have anybody on the bench. Um, he's only owned in 4.5% of leagues. Um, and ironically, for a guy that's only owned in 4.5% of leagues, I know he had a decent game because he had a touchdown in week two. It's insane to say that a guy that of, of Josh Reynolds' caliber is wide receiver 41. There's only six starting wide receivers, or excuse me, uh, eight starting wide receivers that are better than him. Kind of blows my mind. So just found that a little funny. I'm thrilled you said a Reynolds, by the way, because he is the player so far this season, and everybody does it on their phone, especially like you're hovering over the name with your thumb. You're like, am I going to add Reynolds? Am I going to? Dude, I did it twice this, twice this week. I'm like, no. I pulled back both times. So I I love the Reynolds pick. It makes me feel better that people are, and you feel the same way about adding him because I pulled back twice this week about adding him. I love the play potentially for this week. Uh, guys, that's it. Like for waiver wire, Kyle Ray Ray knocked it out of the park. I think we got a chat. Uh, Beckett's making his debut. I want to get Beckett and you in here. The team family, there he is family Davis to give a little start, sit or cut about a quarter of the way through the season. But before we do that, Beckett, hopefully you're listening because when you get a little bit older, you're going to hopefully head over to Lily and David fine jewelers, whatever it might be prom season, a gift for mom. Whatever it might be, Lily and David Fine Jewelers is celebrating their 10th anniversary. Shout out to Alyssa, shout out to David, and everybody over at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. It's a while, I think it's been actually 10 years now. How about this? Over 600 pieces of jewelry this month to celebrate the 10th anniversary. They're marking things down to 70% off. Think about how insane that is. 10th year, 70% off, guys, if you've waited. Stop waiting. You're never going to get a deal quite like this at Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Every category from engagement rings to diamond jewelry to colored stone fashion watches all month long. 70% off to celebrate the 10th anniversary. Alyssa is always taking care of me. There's the wedding band right there. We are all married on this podcast. All great things, guys. If you want to join the club, Lillian David Fine Jewelers is the place. Engagement rings, wedding bands, holidays, birthdays, and more. You stop in for the 10th anniversary. Tell me you heard about it here. We talk fantasy. All right, Team Davis, Chet and Beckett, we're going to let you guys take the reins here for an addition of start, sit, or cut heading to week four. Before we get to that segment, guys, I was on mute because I know this kid could be screaming at any moment. We also have my uh, adorable nephew, Bo, wreaking havoc right now in our house. Shout out to Bo. First time meeting his cousin, so it's very cool over here right now. But the one thing about the waiver wire uh, I texted you guys airing my grievances. How annoying is it when we know a player is ruled out potentially for multiple weeks, but that annoying cue hangs around their name all week. And if you're in a league that allows you to use the IR spot, we all know how valuable that is because that guy is just taking up an, a roster spot. And so I'm talking about DeAndre Swift. And, you know, I think what on Tuesday – Dan Campbell came out and said Swift's going to miss potentially three weeks if you include the bye. But because of how it works with injury reports, uh, he held that questionable designation, I believe, all the way until yesterday. And somehow, Amon Ross St. Brown, who was way more likely to have a chance to play this Sunday, got ruled out before DeAndre Swift. 
what are we doing? Like if a guy is already, if a coach comes out and says, yeah, we're, we're hoping he comes back week seven. I think that should be an automatic, you get the out designation and then you can go take advantage of the waiver wire. So how do you guys, I don't know, I get annoyed by that every year waiting for, for guys that we know are out until the last minute getting ruled out by their teams. Well, I actually think it's that that is totally fine. And the reason I say that is because, well, say, well, what if they play, chat? What do you mean you're going to – you can't make any sort of moves unless you drop somebody. Like, in order for you to move that player into your roster, you have to drop play. You can't just have a person that's – Exactly. IR. So, it's like – it is the exact same thing. It's the exact same – there's there's nothing wrong with it. So, I agree. It's it's so frustrating. And I, I was in a situation all week – I wanted to get rid of a defense and I had nobody to drop and I was praying that somebody would hit the weight, the injury report. And I'm just sitting here still riding with the Vikings defense. And now that Keenan Allen's finally out, I'm looking at the defense and I'm going, well, there's nobody left. So it looks like I'm riding with the Vikings defense. Um, but I, I agree. I hate it. It annoys the hell out of me that whenever, whenever I know somebody's going to be out, like you get screwed. Or even, it even goes further than that, Kyle, because it'll, whatever app you use or site you use, whether it's Yahoo or ESPN, they'll put the projection down to 0.0. Yeah. But still leave them questionable. It's like, okay, we know they're out. Stop messing around. I put that with the week 14 buys in fantasy. Like the NFL can do better at this. Will they ever realize the true value and importance of fantasy football that helps their league? Maybe not. But that's right there with the week 14 buys where it's like, this is an easy problem you can fix. But I don't know if you will. Yep. And I feel for it, for fantasy managers especially. Totally with you on it. All right. Well, let's talk about fixing some lineups because there are some players out there right now that uh, have not lived up to maybe where you drafted them or your expectations. And I think the biggest one uh, that we can all agree upon, I know some of us are higher. I think Kyle is actually lower on this guy pretty much every year. But, uh, the disappearance of DJ Moore. Right now, wide receiver 60. So for this start, sit, cut segment, a guy that's averaging uh, 6.8 points per game. He has had six targets every week, but he's coming off a one reception, two yard performance with Baker. I destroy your fantasy players, Mayfield. Uh, what are you guys doing if you have DJ Moore? Guys, I'll let you go first. I'm looking up one thing before, before I answer it's it for me. I have DJ Moore in two leagues. The problem with DJ Moore, I was so high on him going into the preseason. It made so much sense. He had Baker Mayfield and his connection, a true one. DJ Moore had been struggling to find that right quarterback. Three weeks into this, this is Odell Beckham Jr. 2.0 in Cleveland, where I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's height. I don't know if it's just reading the defenses. He just doesn't want to throw to him. Like Odell had to. What was it? Odell Beckham Sr. from Permian High School used to chop up the film and put out the highlights of here's Odell open and Baker not throwing to him. Someone should call DJ Moore and let him like cut up the film. And I know the Carolina, the uh the Carolina media was rough on DJ Moore this week. Like they wanted him to roast Baker with all the questions they were giving him. Somebody just stepped in, sit. Like it, it just happens where quarterbacks and wide receivers do not work well or do work great together. This is not one of, this is not gonna change. Like it goes back to what I said earlier about certain things and in football, sit, sit DJ Moore, fantastic receiver, him and Daker. This is Odell 2.0 in Cleveland. Guys, I think that might have been DJ Moore's best performance of the year was handling those questions. Because you saw uh, 
when he because the, the question was basically a follow-up to what Matt Rule had said at a press conference that the wide receivers need to get more open to help Baker. And so that reporter kind of posed that question to DJ, being like, Hey, here's what your coach is saying. What do you think? And you see the moment where he wants to say what he really thinks. He smirks and then he takes the professional approach of, yeah, we could all do better, you know, separations this. So, yeah, you could tell how frustrated he is because he's had bad quarterbacks his whole career and has found a way to be productive with 1,100 yards in three consecutive seasons. Way off that pace right now, and all fingers are pointing to Baker. Yeah, and that was what I was looking for is, like, the only saving grace. I'm with you guys. I'm set. I'm also at buy low on DJ Moore. And the main reason. start that point over because you kind of froze up for a second well that's unfortunate okay um i'm actually exact same for you guys sit him however i'm also by low on him and the reason i say that is because matt rule at some point is going to get fired um what does that do you, for the change you think you think he's getting off? fired mid-season yeah i think he's gonna get fired next week Woo! um he so there was a report that came out that um, there's been a, and I hate these like anonymous reports. You never know, but, um, that he's lost the, the lost the locker room. He's on the last, uh, his last thread with, uh, ownership. And I do not see them winning, uh, this week. So, um, I think that's going to big play a big factor. Now, also, I wanted to make sure that I looked this up first. Um, he played majority of last year with Sam Donald, with Sam Darnold. Does Sam Darnold also make a little bit of a comeback? Can if, if Baker Mayfield continues to be the Baker Mayfield um, that is just absolute trash right now, um, does Sam Donald come back in and and get his get his connection back a little bit with with DJ Moore? So I agree. You sit him. You cannot play him right now. You need to get some more confidence in him. See what he's going to do. I mean, he's he. The crazy part is, like you said earlier, Jay, he's got eighteen targets. Um, that it's more not terrible. It's not, it's not what you expected. You want him closer to 10 targets. Um, but it's, that's viable enough in fantasy if you make the most of it, but he obviously hasn't been happening. And from now on, um, I do think we should refer to Sam Darnold with a Boston accent, Sam Donald. Sam Donald. <laughs> Let's see some Sam Donald, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm with you and I agree. You can't cut him. way too much talent, way too much pedigree. Um, you hope that they figure it out. You just right now you can't you can't suffer that low production. So I'd rather be late and see him get a little momentum and hopefully have a breakout game. Um, also, if he does have one of those games, I think he becomes a, a guy that maybe you try to trade high if he has a couple good weeks. Because uh, if if Baker does remain, or even if they do bring in Darnold, it's just that quarterback play is not going to be consistent enough, in my opinion. Um, to have any sort of what we're hoping DJ Moore can be. Hopefully, prayers for DJ that he can finally play with a good quarterback at some point in his career. The next one's going to be a two-for-one. Um, I'll let you combine answers for this. You can have two different answers for the same guy. Are you start sitting or cutting the Rams' backfield? How do we feel about Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers? Are either of them startable? Are both of them deserving to be on the bench? Uh, I focused a little bit more on Daryl Henderson for this segment with last week just having four touches, four total touches for 17 yards as Cam Akers was the one that found the end zone and somewhat got out of the doghouse in their last game. Oh, Henderson only had four touches? It'd be bad if somebody on this podcast said it was a breakout star in week three. Woo! Fart noise. 
yeah, I think they're. I think we're approaching cut level for both of them. Cam Akers, when he is on the field, I think we can all agree on this, is really good. Like, he hits the hole hard. He finds a good read. He can make plays happen. He's an athlete. All the things you want out of a running back Cam Akers can do. And same for Henderson. When he's at Memphis in college, like, he was in the conversation. Doke Walker award-winning. Like, he was one of the best running backs in the country. This is Sean McVay. I don't know if he's being too smart. I don't know if he wants to revolutionize football. They're both really good running backs. Just doesn't give them the football. Just doesn't let them be a part of the offense. Doesn't make sense. And if one of them gets hot, and I'm going to use air quotes on that, I don't even know what that means now for Sean McVay. What is it, a 20-yard catch? Is that a 30-yard run? He's going to roll with the whole guy for the rest of the game. But the inconsistency, it's not even Belichick for the Patriots. Belichick would just play matchups. Like, we'll put in a big-ass back, like Blunt. We'll move stuff. It's not even Belichick. I don't understand the McVeigh thing with real done. Both of them trade cam makers, trade Henderson. They're doing nothing in your lineup right now. Both peace. See ya. Got to go. Um, I'm not quite a cut level standpoint for me. I'm letting, I'm letting, if you have them ride them on the bench, the only thing that gives you some sort of hope um, is I just looked up the, the snap counts for them. Cam makers continues to rise. Henderson might be the one I think that you're leaning more towards the cut size, but side but both got literally 50 percent of the snaps last week 24 and 24 um the week before that cam Akers had 27 daryl henderson's 35 so is it is it shifting more to cam Akers' um favor so i think if i had to to, to cut or sit again i'm not starting either one of these guys too volatile too too much going on there um i'm probably uh sitting cam Akers and cutting daryl henderson though All right, I like that, I, and I agree with both. Both guys have obviously – it's a very much a committee. You don't know week in, week out uh, which guy is going to be delivering. And speaking of another committee, uh, a guy that I think two out of three of us on this podcast were very high coming into the season based off of a very strong finish to last year. What are we doing with Rashad Penny? Are we start sitting or cutting Penny, who's right now RB48? Oh, 48, 5.5 points per game. We finally saw the emergence of Kenneth Walker, the rookie, Kyle's beloved Michigan State Spartan, who started the season with the injury designation. Um, he looks healthy. He looks explosive. It's a bad offense turning into a committee with the needle probably starting to go towards Walker's way. What the heck do you do with uh, Rashad Penny? This one hurts me to the core because if you remember, it was me in the summer who had said, preseason preseason of the last 10 years there was no running back preseason that was more underrated than Rashad Penny and I believe that because the stats had said that a former first round pick he was getting so much production those final six weeks of the season again another loud fart noise into the microphone I don't want to wake Beck it up with this one I can't believe how bad he is like it, it everything said he was going to be good Geno Smith is the quarterback you got to run the ball and own time of possession if you want to stay competitive in Seattle Everything made sense for Rashad Penny to be good. He is not good. I had my sister-in-law who plays fantasy, Sean Takala. She said, do you think I should start Kenneth Walker in my flex because I have St. Brown injured? And I stared at her team. I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like you got to do it. Sparty on. Ray Ray is going to love that. Chet, you laid it out. Kenneth Walker could be more productive, younger, stronger back. Sit. Not cut yet. Very close, just because he's you know going to go back and forth with touches for a Walker sit for sure, and that burns me this fast in the season. Yeah, I mean you you definitely have to sit him. I feel like um, go looking at looking at what's coming up for for these guys. Um, like you said, Chat, 
Kenneth Walker looked good on, on some of his touches last week. Um, I, I panicked and was trying to find the snap count and I couldn't find it. But um, and the other crazy thing is Rashad Penny isn't even getting those those crazy touches. I mean, he's gotten 12, 6, and 14 rushing. Um, and he has three receptions on four targets all year. So it's not even like he's touching the ball very much. Um, I'm more with guys. I'm probably leaning more towards sit right now. Um, but here's the crazy part. He plays Detroit this week. Again, another pretty bad rushing odd defense does Rashad Penny have a pop-off game or in the the opposite favor does Kenneth Walker have a pop-off game against his poor rushing defense and and do and all of a sudden everybody's thinking oh they're back they're back I would say you're probably looking at sitting him for him for possibly two weeks um and getting an idea of who who's going to start owning that backfield around week six against Arizona because that's going to probably be our more telling sign of who's going to be the guy playing the ball and the way the Seahawks have started I also could see them wanting to invest a little bit more in Kenneth Walker um, and moving on slash trying to get some value out of Rashad Penny late, especially while they can keep him healthy. I don't think Kyle was able to draft Kenneth Walker in any of his leagues, but the boy made a move this week trading Alan Lazard um, for Kenneth Walker and uh, the ghost of Darnell Mooney. So congrats, Kyle. You had your party. I now have him in every single league. Oh, you do? Were you able to trade for him? Were you able to waiver wire? How'd you get him and all? Uh, drafted him in two, traded him for this one. Oh, I thought I thought you missed out on the uh, the Godzilla League getting getting Kenneth Walker. So no, don't I have him in guys? I thought I, I had him. Know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's your I, team. I hope I do because I've, I've been keep track of your team. Um, last one that I'm going to go with for start sit cut. Tom Brady. We talked about it last week. I didn't include him in the start-sit cut because we talked about just how abysmal some of those veteran Hall of Fame quarterbacks have been this year, whether it's Brady, whether it's Rodgers, Russell. These guys have been terrible. Tom Brady projected 11.5 – or sorry, he's averaged 11.5, which is not startable, not winnable in fantasy. But he gets the Chiefs this week. He gets Mike Evans back. We're taping this on a Saturday. Chris Godwin might be able to return. Is this the week? Is this like your is this your deadline? Is this your show me now if you can still be a fantasy relevant player? Or are you already the ship has sailed? I'm done getting these terrible performances. He hasn't had multiple touchdowns in a game this year. Start. Oh, I was gonna Ray, I'm gonna go first because this is my bucks. And uh <laughs> I'm looking around like, is there a Buccaneer this banner is, this somewhere? Is my That's right. right. I need to talk about Tom Brady, that old man. Uh, Start still for Brady. I know it's been bad. It's awful. All the stuff he laid out there. But what motivates Tom Brady at this point in his career is a level that hopefully one day all of us can be on where we struggle to figure out what he actually is motivated by. Is it by championships? Is it by legacy? Is it by not seeing his family? I'm not sure what actually motivates Tom Brady. I assume it's proving day in and day out he's the goat and when you get matchups against like patrick mahomes a younger guy and soon to be younger quarterbacks i guess everybody's gonna be younger than him that's what's gonna fire him up so i would say start brady he is still the goat he's still all time the best he's always been a great fantasy player sometimes he's been up and down but last season statistically one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl i'm not giving up on brady i would start him and i think this is a really good week for the bucks i know there's a lot of travel concerns or there are thoughts and practice time he doesn't need practice. He's an old-ass man. He will be just fine. I love Brady this week, and I think he'll be fine for you. So start Tom Brady still. 
I I agree. I'm still at start Tom Brady, and the and my and one of my main reasons I like his weapons around him. Don't and Chet, you hit on it. Chris Godwin has still been out. Um, when Chris Godwin comes back, that offense does change big time. Um, and now a second week with Cole Beasley. Um, we know Tommy likes to check the ball down, so Cole Beasley's there. My other point is, who the heck are you gonna add? Geno Smith, Danielle Jones, good old Mitch Trubisky. Maybe sprinkle a little Zach Williams in there. Oh, hell no, I'm taking Tom Brady over that all day. Tom Brady could be on one leg before I take any of those quarterbacks. So, um, yeah, he's still start for me. Yeah, I would say like one of the only guys because that's the problem with these underperforming quarterbacks is what what's your backup? What's your what's your other plan? And one of the guys that's actually you know been a waiver wire guy coming into the season probably was there for the first couple of weeks. Who's performed really well is Jared Goff. Well, Goff just lost Amon Ross St. Brown. Doesn't have DeAndre Swift. I know we like Reynolds this week as a waiver wire pickup, but how how productive is Goff going to be this year? So yeah, a lot of those guys that you just named, I want no part of. Wait, Brian Horst available this week. I heard he's playing for. Uh... Here we got we got Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco, and Brian Hoyer playing football this week. I feel like we've hit a time machine, gone back a decade. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad that quarterback spot. And Ray Ray is right. You just got to look at the waivers. And be like, do you want to actually sit Tom Brady for these guys, even on a weekly basis? Ugh. Oh, let's give some week four breakouts stars that. Can help you win your league this week. Before we do it, Mohawk Honda is helping you. Always a star for you. Scott Moynihan's back. As I like to say, by God, like a WWE wrestler's music kitten. Scott Moynihan is back. 30 plus years of experience in the car industry. He can help you find the ride you're looking for, whatever it might be. The pilot specials going on right now 2022, 2023. The passport. Get a new one if you want. They have all those things happening. Mohawk Honda in Glenville. Shout out to everybody, man. Greg Johnson, Nick and Nate on social media who have been on fire this week, killing it on social media across the board. Don't forget about the uh, the young event coming up on October 30th. You want to bring the kids out there for a little trick or treat before the big day on Halloween. Awesome event always going on in Glenville. Great things happening this weekend as well. Stop in where you can get yourself a new ride. The supply chain, end of the year, still a little weird. Take advantage of it. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Hey. Look at that. Is it the dynasty man himself, Matt Davis, right there? Look at him. Is that is that who I see right there? Look at that swag and style on him. Look at him. You still drafted CEH in the first round, Matt. It hasn't been the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rebuilding year. We're turning the franchise around. For people there. that don't know, that's the, the man behind the logo of Godzilla Media. That's right, my dude. Give him a follow on Instagram as well. He was always liking our stuff. Shout out to Matt Davis, man. Uh, I'm going to lead off. Yeah, that's right. Uh, week four breakouts. Yeah, just like last week. I'm too excited. I'm jumping the gun. I'm leading off. I'm not following hosting etiquette. I'm going first because I have three people I love again this week. And if we were sitting next to each other, maybe you guys would throw stuff at me and say this is not a sleeper breakout player. But because he's been kind of awful so far to start the season, I feel like this is his week. And it's Dawson Knox. A little Bill love there for Ray Ray. Dawson Knox. Uh, only four catches last week. You could have made a really strong case that Dawson Knox could have finished this season. Maybe he still can. It's a top three. Hell, two. Tight end. It just hasn't happened yet. Dawson Knox is waiting for his moment. I know that's a Ravens secondary, and this is what I feel like I've picked every week, is who's playing the Ravens? All right, I'll take them in fantasy. Dawson Knox can finally have a big game seven on the board for Dawson Knox. By the way, our friends over at DraftKings, what is up with the no- 
touchdown anytime for Taysom Hill. I think Sean Payton and I love Taysom Hill more than anybody else. In our Dynasty League, make sure Matt Davis knows this, by the way. I picked up Taysom Hill. I know Andy Dalton's listed as the starter. Taysom Hill might give me some rushing and receiving yards. I'll talk to the commissioner, Chet, whether or not that's allowed in that league. Doesn't matter. ESPN put Taysom Hill down as a tight end, not me. 3.3 is the number. You kidding me? Taysom Hill can't get in the end zone? They can't use him on offense with an injured Jameis Winston who has a broken back? This is one of my favorite plays of the season. Taysom Hill's going to have a huge game this week. So give me Taysom Hill as a tight end. I've got him in all my lineups this week. Don't blow this for me. And Brees Hall, who was probably right around like a top 20 to 22 running back this year and kind of is waiting for his moment. But Pittsburgh has allowed the top five rushing yards, over 120 yards a game on the ground running back so far in this season. The rookie can have his day. The Jets are only a three and a half point underdog. Those three and a halfs are always interesting lines. Ten is the number on Brees Hall. So those are my breakouts. Brees Hall, Taysom Hill, Dawson Knox can have all outstanding games in week four. Damn you guys. Brees Hall was my number one pick for a break. Love, love the uh, production he's been having. 11 targets last week, and he's finally starting to outsnap Carter, who's actually looked pretty good. Um, but yeah, I love 10.3 at Pittsburgh, who's 26th against running backs. You want to see him get more carries. Like, I love the receptions, especially if you're in half point, full point PPR formats makes him that much more valuable. But if, the, if those touches keep to keep going up, I think he's going to have a big week. Before I go on with my other two uh, breakouts for this week, guys, any concern with weather in that Bills game? Yeah. Could be a monsoon, could be 20 mile per hour winds. I know I have a lot invested in that Buffalo uh, and Ravens offense. Uh, I'm worried, man. I'm worried it's going to be one of those ugly, you know, Josh Allen's going to rush it 20 times for 80 yards. It's just going to be ugly. Thank goodness I have a phone on Sunday. So if you've invested, cash out quick. Don't place your bets until then. Adjust the lineup on a Sunday morning. But uh, for the Dawson Knox thing, I feel like he's more likely to catch the ball than a Stephon Diggs if Gabe Davis is out. Like, I would rather expect a two-yard check down than a 20-yard bomb in the weather. So that could also benefit me a little bit that Knox might benefit from his checkdowns. I also can and, see Knox being one of those guys that just absolutely thrives in the in the shitty elements. You yeah. know, like... He, he always has. He always has. Football, no gloves, just like, bring it on, you know? Royal Rumble on the football field. All right, so my other two guys that I'm going with, uh, actually, I just realized this right now. All three of my breakouts this week are rookies. So Brees Hall being the first. Uh, I'll skip this guy. I'll go to my last pick. I love Chris Olave this week. I'm a, I'm slightly worried that Jameis Winston will not be going in this London game because Winston just loves to chuck it up to the Ohio State rookie who still has a substantial lead for air yards this season. Of the, leads the entire NFL. Um Coming off back-to-back 13-target weeks. Uh, turned that into a nine-reception, 147-yard day last week. Uh, no Michael Thomas. Jarvis Landry's banged up. In terms of backups, I, I'm actually somewhat confident in Andy Dalton in a fill-in start, a guy that can throw it around, uh, around the yard. So I like Chris Olave this week. My other rookie, and I'm making a WTF guarantee – I think George Pickens scores his first touchdown in the NFL this week. Okay. Projected 7.4 against the Jets. Had that ridiculous catch last week on Thursday night football. I think Pickens sees the most involvement in the offense this week. Yes, Mitch the bitch Trubisky is still throwing the football, 
Is that his nickname? I didn't know that. I think Pickens makes an acrobatic end zone catch for his first career touchdown. Give me uh, am I confidently starting him? No. He is a deep flex play. Uh, if you're in a, in a 14 team league, but I think this is the week Pickens does it. Love that and hate it at the exact same time. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> my my two. Uh, so first, I'm going to go with Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, I think is is due this week. Uh, the Rams own the or the Niners own the Rams. I believe is what it is. I that that is the one team that the Rams cannot continue to figure out. Um, and Rams, you should be probably. I'm guessing Ramsey's going to shadow Debo. I mean. Sean McVay, if, if you don't have Ramsey shadowing Debo, who has, after getting embarrassed on Thursday night football opening night, has started to play very much, very better. Um, if you don't have Ramsey shadowing Debo, you're wrong. But um, this should open up a lot for Ayuk. I do see the Niners having to throw the ball. I don't think they're going to get much going on the ground here. Um, I know I'm putting a lot of faith in Jimmy G, but I honestly have him as a must play this week. Um, I love what he's going to be able to bring to the table. Um, my second one is TJ Hawkinson. Um, love that. Uh, I know. I knew you'd love that, Gods. I, mean, no, I traded for him in a league this week. Love it. No, no ASB this week. Um, has he's finally got um, into the end zone? He got some red zone targets. Now his target share is down quite a bit. Um, I think more of that is um, with quarterbacks them actually having a uh, comparable quarterback that can throw the ball down the field. However, or for the most part, let me preference that um but should see an increased targets i do see him having another big game this week uh just to try to keep up um keep up this week so hoggins and i see have a, having a good game and then i have a two-parter here for a start for my for my breakout if the weather is good rashad bateman could have a big day um the the secondary is in pretty rough shape um, I know some people are like, well, why aren't you looking at Duvernay? Um, because we should, uh, the Bills should have uh, Poyer back, who's going to help with those over-the-top routes. Um, that should help a lot. Bateman is more the underneath. He's going to try to finesse you with some routes. But um, if the if there is no rain, I do see Bateman having a big game. Uh, Lamar has been playing better every single week. Um, he's been able to get the ball to Bateman. The, run, the yards after catch is big. So Bateman could have a big week. If it is a monsoon, though, give me some Devin Singletary. Uh, Singletary has been has been the reliable hand in terms of not turning it over, um, getting those rushing attempts. The Bills are struggling with their new um, uh, their new rushing uh, attack this this week, but I think in a monsoon it it benefits to have a zone scheme versus um, the the gap scheme that they were they're really running. So give me some Devin Singletary this week if it is a monsoon. So monsoon Devin Singletary, non monsoon Rashad Bateman. I feel like we're the fantasy dogs this week. All yeah. sniffing around the same games, you know, like the same matchup, the same place. And that's good. Like if we see points are coming in that direction, there's a reason why. So yep. all of us kind of leaning towards those same games. By the way, if you're listening to this while you're mowing your lawn, if you're listening to this on a Sunday, we're at the hideaway, 1130 to one console of media. So if you're looking for those late selections and weather and change live show, 1130 to one at the hideaway. We know about garbage plates, garbage plates for football games. I cannot wait. The best Bloody Marys you can find in upstate New York. Whenever you come out to Saratoga, the hideaway is your spot. Also, uh, they're not promoting this, but it's just conveniently happening. Chicken Wing Fest today in Cincinnati. So if you're going to be there, say what's up to us. We'll talk fantasy with you. If you see this, whatever you might be stopping over, uh, Ray Ray will be there. I will be there with the family as well. Ray Ray will be doing his thing. Uh, the Davis family, Matt Davis, Beckett Davis, Cam, Chet, uh, everybody will be there. So say what's up to us if you see us at the Chicken Wing Fest. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're We're signing cool off. Fest. That's right. We're signing off now. We're going to go enjoy it. 
We'll check you guys again next week. See you.